Before we get going here, got to talk about our proud partner, Rawlings Canada. For over 130 years, Rawlings has been the most trusted brand in diamond sports. Every Rawlings product is carefully crafted with the finest materials available and assembled, weighed, measured, tested, and inspected for the highest possible level of quality and consistency. I can tell you firsthand how good their product is. The glove I've been wearing since 2014 is Hopi's Rawlings glove that he got in 2000. Think about that. I'm wearing a glove that will be 24 years old this summer. If that doesn't tell you just how good their product is, I don't know what will. Rawlings, check them out wherever you get your ball gear. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. What is going on, everybody? Hope y'all had a great week. Welcome to episode 157 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Well, I know who didn't have a great weekend, and that would be my family. Whatever this flu bug is that's going around, it's a nasty one, and we're, we're still not feeling that good, hence the one-day delay on releasing this episode. Hopefully things get start getting better for us as the week goes on, because, I mean, no doubt they will, but still, man, this is a... This is quite a bug, I will say. I haven't, uh, I haven't felt like this in, in a long time. Either way, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to improve. Enough, enough crying. <laughs> anyway, on to this week's guest, and uh, we sat down and chatted with UCLA alum, Athletes Unlimited member, and current assistant coach with San Diego State, the one and only Delaney Wiz. Delaney has had a remarkable career so far, and she's just getting started. She transferred to UCLA from LMU and definitely found her comfort zone while in a Bruins uniform. Over the course of her college career, she appeared in 251 games, compiled a 330 batting average, hit 57 home runs, and drove in 191 runs. She led the Bruins to two NCAA College World Series appearances and was named to the 2022 Women's College World Series All-Tournament team. Laney then went on to play a pro season with the USSA Pride before finding her home with Athletes Unlimited. As a full-time assistant coach with the San Diego State Aztecs this season, they currently sit with an 8-6 record and had a very strong showing at the Mary Nutter Classic this past weekend. We're going to talk to Laney about getting her start in the game, her time in travel ball in high school, the journey from LMU to, uh, to UCLA, Athletes Unlimited, and much, much more. Lainey was an absolute pleasure to chat with. We're so excited to see what the future holds for her because no doubt it's going to be fantastic with whatever it is she pursues. So with that being said, this is Outside the Shoot and Anything Goes. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Here we go. We are happy to have on with us today UCLA Bruin alum, where she was a 2022 NFCA All-American and also named to the 2022 Women's College World Series All-Tournament team. She is currently serving as an assistant coach at San Diego State, and you can see her in the summer playing with Athletes Unlimited, the one and only Delaney Wiz. Delaney, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. How are things going out in Cali this afternoon? 
Oh, it's pretty good. Weather is beautiful, but I think we're expecting to get some rain within the next few days. So that's not not very typical of Cali, but yeah, today's great. Well, sometimes you guys need the rain though, because <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> How's the what's the temperatures like down there? Um, I'd say today's around like sixty five. Oh, nice. That's all right. Yeah, that's, that's perfect beautiful. ball weather. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Up here in like where I live in, in Canada, it's it's 12 degrees right now. So, uh, oh my goodness, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> it's a little cold out, it's just a, a little, little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the you know San Diego season so far. It's uh, how, how's how are you liking the coaching anyway? I love it. Um, it's definitely a different perspective, obviously, than playing. Um, but I also think it, it gives me a better perspective when I'm able to play. Um, I think as a coach, I'm still learning and growing even as a player. And obviously I get to coach with one of the greatest to ever play the game, Stacy Newman. So um, I'm always trying to be a sponge and soak up as much information as I can from her and the rest of the staff. Um, and even also my players, um, I learn as much as I do as, as much from them as I, as they do for me. So, um, you know, just always trying to, be a sponge in any way I can. And, you know, our team is looking really good this year. Um, super excited just to see how, how the season goes. Yeah. I mean, you guys are off to, I mean, five and five, but I mean, big win over Kentucky and, and huge comeback yesterday against LMU. I mean, that, that had to be pretty satisfying beating LMU twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We, um, our preseason is pretty stacked with some high level opponents as, as you can probably see, but, mm. um, coach Newman does a really great job of, of making our preseason challenging, um, so that we're in a better position for postseason when that time comes around. Right. Right. And you guys, of course you have the Marionette are coming up, coming up this weekend. You must be, uh, the team must be, uh, really hyped up for, for that tournament. Cause you know, it's a, it's a pretty big tournament. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best tournaments in, um, in college softball. And even growing up, like I, I used to watch the games there and, just being there, I played there and going as a coach, it's always so much fun. Mm. Now, now, was coaching always in the cards for you? Like, is this something you thought about, you know, you know, four to or five years honest, ago? To be honest, no. Um, I never really saw myself going into coaching. Um, it wasn't until I got drafted um, to play professionally by the USSA Pride that I knew that I wanted to stay around the game in some kind of capacity um, in my off season. Right. So, um my original plan was to try to be a grad assistant somewhere, but, um, the way that it all worked out, I volunteered, um, I was the volunteer assistant at San Diego state my first year out of college. And now I'm a full-time assistant coach there. So definitely, um, not, not in the cards for me, um, as I, I was going through college, but, hmm. um, I think just, being able to stay around the game um, in my off season has helped me tremendously as a professional athlete. Absolutely. It would it, like being around, being around the girls every day and, you know, it, just being in that environment would definitely help you, especially at the pro game. Yeah. 100%. And like I said, I'm always trying to learn and um, pick up things that I can use in my, in my skill asset. So right on. Uh, yeah, so it's it's fun, definitely. Awesome, awesome. All right, we have a uh, we have a little thing that we like to start the podcast off with. Like I call it quick pitches. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw out some random questions to you, and okay. hey, you you answer them as best you can. <laughs> All right, first <laughs> one. I always start off with this one. If you had to live off one meal for a week, what would it be? 
oh, my go-to is ground beef, rice, and broccoli. I feel like I can do no wrong with that. And I, I honestly make it at least once a week. So it's a solid meal. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting everything. You're getting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Veggie, carbon. That's and right. Protein. Uh, biggest thing you miss at UCLA? Ooh. Um, I think just my teammates. I, I've said it before in, in an interview. Um, they are what helped me fall back in love with softball. So I think just being with them every day and just grinding with them. Um, that's what I miss the most. Right on. If you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, where would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. I've always wanted to go to Italy. Me too. Yeah. I yes. want to go there so badly. Hopefully within the next few months I get to go or maybe the rest of the year, but yeah. that's definitely a, a bucket list place for oh, me to go to. I've said it since I was a teenager. I would love to go to Italy. <laughs> it just looks, it just looks so fantastic. And the food. like <laughs> Yeah. I'm a big pasta girl. Yeah, so me too. Yeah. I just, I need to go at some point. Yeah. Um, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the best, rate your karaoke skills. Oh, zero. <laughs> oh, no. Like negative, probably in the negative. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> we actually, uh, among our staff, we have like this ongoing joke that um, there are two of us that would absolutely kill it in karaoke and me and another one of our, the assistant coaches would like bomb it every time <laughs> I, you will never see me on a karaoke stage i can promise you that all right good to know uh favorite uniform color combo at ucla oh i think my favorite one was um all white with blue accents so blue visor blue belt and blue socks nice i mean you guys had so many different color combos it was i i, I love them all they were so i know like, so good the pinstripes are a classic but I, th I think the, the all white with the blue yeah. was definitely my favorite. Uh, if you could go back and play one game over again, which one is it? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I think probably game one against Oklahoma in the semifinals of the 2022 um, College World Series. Yeah. yeah, that was a great game. And I think it was just like very telling of the team that we were that year. So definitely that one. Right on. Uh, best thing about Athletes Unlimited? I think just the fact that I'm able to play with girls that I, I grew up watching. Mm. Um, and also the teams change every week. So I'm always, um, you know, being able to learn from different people that, like I said, I grew up watching. So I think that's the coolest part. Right on. We'll talk more about Athletes Unlimited later because, I mean, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's just, oh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh one thing you're admittedly not good at. Oh, um, lots of things for sure. But <laughs> singing, I think. Okay, there we I go. love to sing, but I'm not good at it. That you makes sense. Me, yeah. You want to hear me sing. <laughs> uh, two more here. Best walk-up song you've used. Ooh, um, I Feel Good by Pitbull. It's a, oh, yeah. I, it's a really good song. I love it. Yeah. Uh, last one. If you could have dinner with three people, living or dead, who would they be? Ooh, um, Lin Manuel Miranda for sure. Um, probably Lauren Chamberlain because I've always looked up to her as a player, mm -hmm. and Michelle Obama. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great conversations there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's get into your career. Let's go. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, how did little Laney get her start in the game? Oh, um, to be honest, my so when I was um, probably around like three or four, my dad told my mom um, that my sister and I would never, ever, ever play softball. He like did not want us playing. Oh. And I think it's so funny because now he's like the biggest softball dad you will ever meet. But um, so, yeah, my mom went behind his back and signed me and my sister both up when we were around four and five. Um, so then I just continued to play. I played a lot of sports growing up, but, um, they got to be like eighth grade. I would say that my, my dad and my mom were like, you know, you need to kind of figure out what path you want to go. Cause I was, um, I had to decide between soccer and softball. So uh-huh. I just knew that I didn't want to, I couldn't imagine my life without softball. So that was the decision I made. And I'm so, so lucky I, I made that decision. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm sure your dad is too. <laughs> why didn't, yeah. you, why didn't yeah. your dad want you to play? Want you guys to play? I, I don't know. He always played soccer growing up. So I think he wanted to win that battle against my mom. Like, no, they're going to play my sport. Cause my mom was a softball. Stud, oh, she played. My, okay. Yeah. My dad was a soccer stud. So, um, yeah, he he was so against me and my sister playing <laughs> softball, but now he he probably is over the moon that my mom Imagine. went behind his back and signed yes, up anyway. Absolutely. Good job, mom. <laughs> I know. Good job, Melissa. <laughs> so did did you have love for it right away? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um I <laughs> just growing up, I have like so many memories of like just wanting to go to like big five, like it's a sporting goods store or like um, just a local play it again sports store mm-hmm. and wanting to get like a new glove every single week. Um, I know I was like, that would get expensive, getting, <laughs> I know, but I was just like so obsessed with getting new things. And, um, obviously I didn't get a new glove every week. That was not sustainable for my parents at that time, but, yeah. um, or anyone ever, but yeah, I just, I always wanted to be on the field, whether that's with my dad hitting or just taking ground balls. I was, I genuinely loved being on the field from a very early age. Nice. Nice. Well, tell us yeah. about, tell us about your, uh, your travel ball days and, and of course your time at Rigetti High. Yeah. So, um, when I was at the recruiting age, so like typically like eighth grade to end of high school, mm. that was when you could still commit, um, before your junior year. Now they, they've changed, changed the rules. To, yeah. Which is good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that so much more. Um, but I was still at that age where you could commit at any time. And so I didn't start competitive travel ball until my sophomore year of high school. So by that time, all the power five schools were already committed for my class. Um, so I felt a little bit discouraged because I felt like I was behind in a lot of ways. Um, comparing to my peers, you know Mm, what I mean? So, um, I did everything I could to, you know, like get in front of college coaches. And thankfully I, I got a scholarship to Loyola Marymount university. Um, I committed there my junior year of high school. Um, we can get into that later. We'll we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think my time at Rigetti was a time of a lot of ups and downs, I think. There were times where I doubted if I even wanted to play in college um, just because I wasn't sure if I would even have that opportunity. So um, very thankful that I did get the opportunity and I'm where I am today because of it. So, um, yeah, my, my time in high school was definitely up and down, but 
very thankful for it nonetheless. Right on. You said you started travel ball at a late age. How come, how come, how, like, was it a reason or just, it was just. So, yeah, my, um, the town I'm from doesn't have a ton of, um, like, well-known travel ball teams. And if you want to get recruited, you have to go to either um, NorCal, one of those teams, or mm. so Southern California. Um, so I didn't end up making that move until my sophomore year of high school. Um, it was just because we thought that I was going to be able to get recruited out of a local right. team that I was on. Yeah. And that just wasn't, wasn't working for me. So I decided to make that move my sophomore year of high school. Um, and that's where things kind of to started to take off for me recruiting wise. Right on. Any, uh, any big moments stick out for you during that time? Um, I think just my whole junior year, I think that's when I really started to focus. Like, um, I knew that at that time, I know I said like my high school was a lot of ups and downs with like just doubting myself and right. stuff. But when I started to get college looks and all of that, I really started to be like, you know, this is, this is something I can do. So I think my junior year when I was on SoCal athletics really was a time of, um, growth for me. And, um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed my, my junior year. Excellent. Now, didn't I think I read doing my research. Didn't you hit, did you hit a game winning grand slam to qualify for the PGF <laughs> nationals? I did. I did. Yeah. Sick. Um, it's a crazy story because that morning I actually fell off. I was staying at my teammate's house and she has like a ladder to go up to the bed I was sleeping on. And I actually fell off of that ladder that morning <laughs> and I hit my head. So I like, wasn't even like, I probably shouldn't have played that game, but oh, wow. I know it's a crazy story, but, um, yeah. So I got a pinch hit opportunity in that game and yeah, I, I don't know how, but I hit a a game winning grand slam to get a PGF berth. That so. is sick. That yeah. is so sick. Was it, so it was a walk-off, was it? It wasn't a walk-off. Oh, okay. I think it was in the, in the top. top of the seventh, okay. I think. And then we had to go back out and finish defense, obviously. Oh, but either way, either way, yeah. <laughs> still a grand crazy. slam. That's know, awesome. That's so great. Um, well, let's talk the recruiting process. Uh, so what exactly led to the decision to go to LMU? Yeah. Um, so obviously, like I said, there weren't a lot of schools that weren't already all committed at that point. Um, so I kind of had to narrow my focus on to um, schools that I knew I could compete at a high level, um, but also that like obviously weren't power five. So um, I really liked LMU because of the campus and my sister was at UCLA. So it was very close in proximity to her. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think now, um, the recruiting rules with being able to, um, delay your recruiting process until your junior year really allows people to fully understand what they're committing to for the next four years. Right. And I feel like, um, with my decision, um, it really just came down to the, the fact that it was kind of the only school that, I had the opportunity to go to. Um, there were other s different schools, but I just felt like at that time, LMU was like a good fit for me and my family. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I committed there my junior year. And then I, um, I was there from fall 2017 until fall of 2019. Right. So how was your time there? I mean, cause I mean, I know after that 2019 season, would I be correct in saying it wasn't exactly the best time of your life? 
Yeah. Um, I'm very, I, I'm very open about my experience at LMU. Um, it was definitely a, a really hard time during my life at that, at yep. my, at that school. Um, and I get a little bit shaky talking about it. So if you notice a, yeah. a little bit of shake in my voice, that's why, but, um, yeah, it just, it honestly ultimately wasn't a good fit for me. Um, I was struggling very badly with my mental health, um, to the point where, softball just like wasn't really worth it to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I came to the decision that, um, in October of 2019 that, you know, I, I was just going to quit softball together. So had a meeting with my coaches and told them that, um, I, I was done playing at that school and I wasn't really aware of the transfer portal at that time. I didn't really know what it was. Right. Um, but I was advised to, hop in the transfer portal anyway after that so i was like okay like whatever the administrators tell me i'm gonna do so it sounds so funny um, to say hop in the transfer portal i know know, but we're going for a ride that's yeah that's the best way to put it because it it definitely was a a ride for me but um yeah i think ultimately it it just came down to me putting myself and my mental health first Mm -hmm. for what felt like the first time in a few years so yeah i um I'm very thankful for my time there because I made some great relationships and, um, you know, I learned how to have hard conversations and to advocate for myself. So, well, yeah. Something, well, there you go. I mean, that's something great to come out of it really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a definitely. positive for sure. So how did, uh, UCLA come into the picture? So it's kind of crazy how everything had to align that, that year. So, Obviously, that was the year of the 2020 Olympics. Well, the next year was the 2020 Olympics. But um, Rachel Garcia and Bubba Nichols had been selected to that team. So UCLA was in a position where they were down two key players um, that could play multiple positions. And they were kind of in like a pinch. Like they And UCLA is not known for getting transfers, let alone mid-year transfers. Right. Um, But I think just the connection between Stevie going there and Stevie's my sister. Yes, yeah. Um, and me being in the portal at the time, I think everything just like aligned. Um, which I think is for me, I just, I believe that that was God's plan for me all along. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know it at the time. So yeah, I went into the portal October of 2019 and then I re UCLA reached out around, I think, uh, early November. And then by mid November, I was on a visit there and, um, I committed. So I ended up transferring there in January of 2020 and then 2020 is when COVID hit. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know this is kind of an over exaggerated question, but did it feel like a whole new lease on life? hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It was, I, I think AU is probably some of the most fun I've ever had playing softball, but I think UCLA was just, I saw softball and I had a a brand new perspective on softball as a whole. Um, that really just made me appreciate every single day that I got to be out on the field because I had, I had spent two and a half years hating going to softball practice and dreading waking up every morning. So, um, it was definitely liberating to say the least to, you know, spend, two and a half years. Um, thankfully with COVID happening, I got an extra year out of it. So 
um, yeah, I, going to UCLA was by far one of the best decisions I, I have ever made in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about that COVID year. Cause I mean, I, I got to ask about that opening game in 2020 head. Cause I mean, you know, <laughs> nothing like making your presence felt three for three with two home runs and double and three yeah. RBIs. Wow. Like, wow. <laughs> Here yeah, I am. But I, <laughs> I think that just goes to show like how playing in an environment that truly allows you to be free as a player, 100%, like how, yeah like different you can perform on the field. Yep. Um, I always say that like at LMU, I was like a very different player than I was at UCLA. And I think that just goes that just, it's because of the environment I was in mm -hmm. at both of those institutions. So the Rawlings mantra fast pitch bat helps you bring an elite level of focus, discipline and power with you to the plate. Craft it with an innovative three-step inner barrel. This bat perfectly balances swing speed and massive pop. The fully reconstructed collar assembly creates the perfect harmony between flex and stiffness and is the number one choice for the Canadian women's national team. So the only question you need to ask yourself, what's your mantra? Yeah, it's, yeah, cra it's crazy how, it, it really is, it's crazy how better you can perform when your yeah. comfort level is good 100 yeah. percent, and not to mention like i'm at ucla i was probably like the weakest link at that point on the team and i was determined like i'm not going to be the easy out in this lineup because i was surrounded by elite top players in the country in that lineup yeah. so i was like you know what I, i'm determined not to be like oh, this girl's the easy out in the lineup. So I think I was a little bit too competitive in that <laughs> aspect. That's but a good way to be though. Yeah, yeah. But I think that just just being surrounded by players that um, want everything that you do and um, are just as committed to the game and just as like competitive as you are yeah. um, only will elevate you, you as a player. Yeah. Now, how ridiculous was it? 2020 year because i mean honestly it doesn't it doesn't feel like it was real anymore that we had an actual pandemic right i know i know thinking back like it was honestly such a blur um one moment we were getting ready to start pac-12 play against asu and then the next day our season is canceled and we're all heading home like it's, it's crazy to think like that actually happened and like that's something that we'll tell our kids about in the future like yeah 2020 was we got our season canceled because there was a global pandemic going on. So that's like crazy that we're going to say that we lived through that. Mm. Um, but I think there's a lot of good that came from that. Like I said, I, I got an extra year at UCLA and I think without that year, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Mm. So I wouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it was a really tough year for so many people in a lot of different ways, but, um, I think a lot of good came from it. Yeah, for sure. Now, did you do anything during your time like to work on your game or did you just use it as a reset or, or probably a combo of both, right? <laughs> so for me, um, so kind of, kind of came full circle. So my time at LMU, um, obviously I was very unhappy. Um, my mental health was struggling. So I had gained a lot of weight um, just because I was, that was my way of coping. Right. Um, with everything. So during COVID, I wanted to just get healthy. I knew that what I was doing was not healthy for me and I knew I could just be better in a lot of ways. So 
every day me and my sister would um work out in our garage so we have like a we had like a little like gym garage gym so that was what I um me and my sister did during COVID usually every every single day and it was a very relaxing time um in a sense but also like a time for me to really focus on me and my health Mm -hmm. so yeah now were you still doing of course you guys would do an all all online classes with yeah 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 it transitioned to thankfully at that time uh ucla is a quarter system school so around like march mid-march was when we switched from winter quarter to spring quarter um so we did all of our like spring quarter online that's when we transitioned so it wasn't it thankfully it wasn't in the middle of like a semester and you're like transitioning to online you're like what do i even do right that's good yeah yeah it was it was good so right on well 2021 season gets underway did like did you guys appreciate a little more after all that went down you know in the world 100 percent. yeah yeah i think coming back we were also super thankful to be there but um being at i think at that time it was like the epicenter of covid la was so it was really tough to be under all the covid protocols and just wanting to get back to softball and for it all to be normal but it was by far not normal and by any means. Um, we had to COVID test every day. We had to wash the balls in between buckets. Like right. it was just a lot of things that, yes, we were still playing softball. We were still back on the field, but it just felt like very restricted. So, um, it was, it was hard, but then again, like we were just thankful to be back out, out on the field. Yeah. You guys were playing with no fans there at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about that. Our fans, there was like a an opportunity for people to like buy cardboard cutouts of themselves. And right, like that's right too. It. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I totally. <laughs> that's forgot so about wild that. when you think about it now, right? Oh, I know. And the funniest thing is, like, when we started to play games, our uh, game management like staff would play like if there was like a great play or like a hit they would play like a soundtrack of a crowd, crowd? it was so <laughs> funny so funny oh wow. my gosh all these memories are coming back that's, that's crazy so, funny. so i mean you guys you'd go on to compete in your first women's college world series for you personally how much more intense is that environment at okc Oh, wow. Um, Especially that year, you know, you start, you started playing with no fans and then you get to there and you're like, there's (laughs) 10,000 people there. 10,000. Yeah. (laughs) For, for me coming from, yeah, LMU, we were lucky to have maybe like 25 people in the stands and then UCLA, obviously there's more, there was more before COVID hit and then going to no fans and then suddenly you're at the women's college world series, which alone that alone has its own pressures but like the the added fans it's just it was truly like crazy and Mm. I always say like I feel like I blacked out that entire time because it was just a lot to process and obviously we were super ecstatic to be there but it was it was a lot and yeah it it was fun. I had so much fun. It's funny. It definitely- it's funny. You're not the first person to say that they blacked out at the, at the world series. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it, like, it's just, I don't, from what I'm told, like from other guests, it's like the emotion is just so high there. And, and the atmosphere yeah. is just so electric that you, you just lose yourself in it. Yeah. And 
I don't know what it is, but I feel like the UCLA fan base there is just never big enough to like overpower the rest of the crowd. Yeah. So just, I love being able to look up and see a little square of blue in like a sea of like red or whatever yeah. other color we were playing. Um, super thankful for our little fan base, but yeah, it was, it's definitely really overwhelming. And like, I just think back to, um, the Alabama game when we, <laughs> when she threw Montana Fouts threw a perfect game on her 21st birthday. Right. She was absolutely electric that game. She was lights out, but that I just remember feeling so overwhelmed and just like, not just not in my body. It was truly like an out of body experience. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't even imagine being, Oh, just, just thinking about it, I get goosebumps, you know, yeah. being able to be put into that atmosphere. Just wow. Yeah. Unreal. So, I mean, did getting that taste in 2021 motivate you to up your game in your season, senior season? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, I, I was definitely left, um, feeling hungry for the next season. And, um, you know, I just, I knew that I had so much left in, in my tank and I could be such a, what's the word I'm looking for impact. So, so much more of an impact for my team than I showed to be in the 2021 season. So, mm. um, going into the 2020 suit, 2022 season, um, I worked so much harder. I just, I put my head down and just did what was necessary. And, um, I think the biggest focus for me was to just like play for the people around me and know that like, I, I'm playing for something bigger than just me. Hmm. Um, I think once I started to realize that and put that at the forefront of my brain, um, the playing took care of itself and I was able to play free and just compete pitch to pitch and not worry about outcomes or titles or like any preseason, like all American watch, like all of right. those things. Like yep. I knew that those were going to take care of itself as long as I was playing for the my teammates around me yeah so well i mean what you did it worked because i mean you had a spectacular yeah. season you hit over 400 i mean that, that in itself um how fun was that 25 game winning streak oh it was incredible <laughs> i think just thinking back to that season um we had all the tools and pieces to be such a great team and sometimes teams are have the that ability but don't end up putting it together. And I think we really did find a way to put it all together. Mm. Um, and we, we had some great wins and we had some really tough losses during that season. Um, but I think it all, it all played out the way that it was supposed to. And obviously we didn't win, which was what our goal was from the, from the jump. But, um, I think we truly played to the best of our ability when, when the time came, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah for sure. No, I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's been almost two years, you know, since you guys, since you guys lost to the Sooners there. I mean, obviously it's still heartbreaking for you, but you must look back and be proud of that run you guys had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I told you my, my favorite game was the, was game one against the, the Sooners, the, yeah. In the semifinals. Um, <laughs> the game two, we don't need to talk about yeah, that. that was, <laughs> Jocelyn Allo kind of had a good game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you just have to tip your cap. They are just a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. And 
they they are creating something in college softball that is amazing to be able to witness. Um, but you know, I think just going like going back to that time at the World Series, it was just it's amazing to be a part of um, something like UCLA softball in 2022. Mm. Actually, one thing I wanted to bring up about that World Series is the custom catching gear that Jen had done up for you. How special was it to receive that? That was awesome. That was, that was incredible. And I think that was one of, one of my favorite memories by far. Um, It was funny because at the, after the Duke super regional, I got Powerade dumped on me and I was wearing my catcher's gear when I got it dumped on me. And so I was like, coach, I like, I need new gear. I, these ones, like I cannot wear them anymore. And she's like, it's okay. Like we'll get you gear sent to, um, the world series. I'm like, okay. I was like, if I don't have gear, I'm going to be screwed. (laughs) So I was just like, okay, they'll, they'll get me some, some new UCLA gear sent, whatever. So, um, I, I like get a text from, my mom saying that she's like down in our hotel lobby. I'm like, why is my mom here? And so I see, I, I go down there. I see my mom, my dad, and I see Jen Schroeder. And I'm like, obviously I know who Jen Schroeder is. I've, I have a relationship with her, but I'm like, it's just, what is going on? And so then, so we go into this meeting room and, um, she calls me up and I'm like, Oh my goodness. I'm like turning bright red at this time. Like, I'm like, what is going on? And then she presents it to me and I'm sure you've seen the video. I was a complete mess. I watched it yesterday. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Just all the, the special touches. Um, and like the, I don't even know what word I'm trying to use, but basically just, um, highlighting my brother and my sister and, and just my family. Like it was the most special thing that I could have ever been given in that moment. So, I'm super thankful for, for Jen and Easton and all the, I'm sure they put so much time and effort into that. Yeah. Um, but it's something that I will cherish forever. And I, I still have all of my gear, obviously. I was going to say, where is it now? Um, yeah. So I have, I got two of the chest protectors. So one of them is like framed in my, at my house in my parents' room. Oh, nice. In my room at my parents' house. Yep. Um, and then the other catcher's gear, um, the full set is in my UCLA softball bag that I just have at my house. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's awesome. very, I'll have that for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I like, like I said, I watched the video yesterday and, and I was getting emotional. Like it was yeah. just, just a great gesture by Jen and Easton. Like it was just fantastic. Yeah. 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 So what's the biggest thing you took away you'd say from your time at UCLA? Um, like I said before, I think it was just a really big time for me to grow as a player and as a person, um, and just falling back in love with the game was the most special thing that could have ever happened in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think as, as I sit here today, I know that I wouldn't be here if if I hadn't made the decision to transfer there. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm super thankful for my time as a Bruin and I'm always going to be a Bruin. Once you're a Bruin, you're in the Bruin bubble for life. That's so, right. Yeah, I may be sporting a different school now, but um, I'm definitely a Bruin for life and I'm so thankful for that. Excellent. Excellent. So was the pro game always on the radar? 
it was always something I wanted to do. Um, I grew up watching USA Pride. Um, Lauren Chamberlain was my favorite player, still is one of my favorite players ever. And um, I always thought like it would be so cool to play professionally, but I never knew or thought that it would be in the cards for me. Um, and I think the 2022 season was the reason I'm I'm able to play professionally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm. I love that I get to play and, um, you know, it's such a cool thing to be able to like tell my future kids like, Oh yeah, your mom was a professional athlete. Like, did you know that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cool feeling to, to be able to play softball at one of the highest levels. Yeah. So what, what was the biggest adjustment for you that first year with the pride? I think just having less structure, um, training wise, I really had to learn how to, um, figure out what I needed on my own, um, outside of like, cause in college you have all your training basically given to you. Gotcha, and yeah, as yeah. a professional athlete, you have to figure out your own training regimen and, um, just figure out what works best for you and what, what will make you successful. So I think that was the biggest transition for me, but I feel like I picked it up pretty quickly and, um, I was playing with some of the best to ever play the game. Shelby Penley, um, Jalen Ford, you know, I was around people and players that had been playing professionally for so long. So I was lucky enough to be able to learn from them. Yeah. Those are uh, some pretty big names to, uh, yeah. you know, be able to sponge off of for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. So what led to the change to, you know, to go from WPF to athletes unlimited? Yeah. Um, I, I would say, um, I just wanted something a little bit more, I don't want to say like competitive because the WPF was very competitive, but I think, um, as far as just what I wanted as a professional in my professional career, athletes unlimited just aligned more with what I wanted. Um, so yeah, I decided to make that transition, um, after my season ended with the pride and I am 100% satisfied 110% satisfied with that decision. I'm, I'm having so much fun with athletes unlimited and I can't wait for this next season. It is. So it's so awesome. Like ever since it's started, I've been such an advocate of it. I love, yeah. I love the format and the biggest thing, like, like I, last week I had Georgina Cork on here and mm-hmm. we were talking about it and she said what everybody else said, is the fun factor. Everybody is having fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I mean, said it. Yeah. yeah. Like I've never had so much fun playing softball. Like obviously I had a lot of fun at UCLA, but just the environment at AU, it's just like electric and you really cannot explain it unless mm. you're like a part of it. It's, I have no words for it. How, how do you like the, uh, how do you like the format for it? Like the point system? It's definitely something you have to get used to and maybe even like study a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, all my first few games at AU and like during AUX, I was like, wait, wait. So when, what, how many points did we get? Like, so you, you kind of have to like study it a little bit and learn it. But I think once you get the hang of it, it's like, okay, like now coaching, I'm like, okay, we have like 10 rollover points. Like, uh, like, so it's, it's funny. Cause now my brain works like AU. Yeah, we won the inning. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
Um, it's definitely a really interesting format. And for fans, I think it's intriguing because it's like, oh, this is very different than just regular softball. But yeah, yeah I think it's cool because you get to follow your your favorite players and root for your favorite players individually. Mm. Uh, also as a team, obviously, because there are teams. But I think it's cool because it it's a team sport, but that's like individualized with with the leaderboard. Yeah. And I like the fact that, you know, you guys get to represent like, you know, like certain charities and highlight yeah. other things like that, which is another big part of the game that uh, definitely needs to be highlighted. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, it's a, oh, go sorry, ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to say it's, it's a really cool thing that AU allows us to just be ourselves and um, just be individuals that we are and also choose to choose which charity or um, nonprofit that we want to play for Um, because there are so many across the U.S. but I think there are like some that like real people really resonate with so I think that's just an awesome thing that AU does um, to help grow the game and give back to the the communities absolutely absolutely I'm all for AU, definitely. Um, <laughs> before we get to the final segment here, I got to, uh, what's the future look like for you? Is it, you know, play pro as, as long as you can and keep on coaching? Yeah. So my, my plan as of right now is to play professionally as long as my body allows me to. Um, as I'm getting older, I definitely crack a little bit more um, just in my bones and stuff. So you don't have to tell yeah. me I'm 45 and I'm still pitching. So I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely it's hard. It's catching up to me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I want to play for as long as I possibly can. And um, as of right now, I, my, I'm taking um, real estate courses. I know that's like a kind of a curveball, but my dad is a real estate broker. So okay. um, I kind of want to get into that realm um and just yeah see where that takes me obviously softball is going to come to an end at some point or another so i want to be prepared for what comes after softball so i think um in the future you can see me being a real estate agent so and hey everybody needs a house yeah exactly (laughs) and the the fact that you got your dad to you know to you know guide you through that i mean that's fantastic exactly exactly and i think that's like a great opportunity for me to learn something that obviously i've i've never learned and i've never like really dived into Mm -hmm. a lot um and just having my dad be my mentor is it's going to be really cool and i'm super excited for it yeah. You should say, no, dad, I'm not getting into this. You didn't want me in softball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm getting you're back right at you. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So we have a, a thing I like to, to end the podcast with. I call it the uh, player association. I'm going to, I'm going to throw some names to you that, you know, have been part of your softball life and uh, you can touch on them. If you have a funny story, let her fly. Okay. First one, Megan Faramo. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I feel like with her, there's so many different moments, but, um, I think my favorite moments with her were in the bullpen. I just really got to see her, just see how hard she works. Um, she is definitely a workhorse and it shows in how she plays. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I have a funny story to, that comes to my mind, but 
Um, yeah, she's just an amazing player to be able to play with and learn from. Yeah. So definitely fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, next up is Maya Brady. Oh, she, so she, there are a lot of funny stories with her. Um, I lived with her the, my whole time at UCLA. Um, oh, did so, you? yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. We okay. Me, her and Aaliyah Jordan, we all lived in, a, right in an apartment together. So, um, she, she's a very, I think she's very serious as a player, but off the field, like she will have you gut laughing and <laughs> rolling on the floor. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see, um, if she gets the opportunity to play call it or professional softball, I'm excited to see, um, if she takes the opportunity and, and runs with it, you know, she's mm. an amazing player. And, um, I think greatness is in her genes, obviously. Obviously. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she hit two massive bombs on Saturday. Like, yeah. Those were deep. I saw. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Uh, next up I have fellow Canadian national team member, Victoria Hayward. Oh, I, I cannot explain or express how much I have learned from her in just the short amount of time I've known her. Um, she was my go-to person when she was on staff here at San Diego state. Um, we did so much together, whether that be training or just, um, going to Padres games or going to get coffee. I think I really leaned on her a lot and she has helped me tremendously. Um, just in a growth aspect of, um, as a player and during AU, she was my go-to person when I had questions about, um, just like I said, like learning the, the AU scoring system or just whatever. She was always my go-to person. And I am super thankful that I have that relationship and that person in my life. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, two more here. Uh, okay. Megan Wiggins. Oh, Megan. (laughs) Um, she, I think she is the epitome of what a professional athlete, um, should look like and does look like. She, she, just the way that she works hard in everything she does. Um, she is the most loyal, committed person I know. And I am just super lucky to have her in my corner and be in her corner. Yeah. Consistency is what I think of yeah. Megan. Yeah. Like, oh man, she's so good. Yeah. And she's been so good for so long. Yeah. Like she, when I think of like playing for a long time, she's who I think of um, because she's been consistently good every single year that she plays. Yeah. And I think that is just a testament to how she is as a, as an athlete and how she is just, she just puts in the work. Yeah. And <laughs> As an athlete, that's what you want to see, right? Like, I mean, that, that, yeah. that's what makes you good is putting in the work. Yeah. Last but certainly not least, Stevie Wiz. Oh, my goodness. She, I don't want to get emotional, but Stevie is just my best friend and she will always be my best friend. She has taught me what strength looks like. Yeah. Um, she has, she's just a warrior and um, she, she just, she deserves the world. And I think she has truly taught me, um, like I said, how, what strength looks like and, um, how to live life every single day to its fullest. Yes. And you just said it right there. I mean, just honestly, when it comes to living life to the fullest, like Stevie is an inspiration for sure. Yeah. Like, yes. man, her, 
just her story is just she's someone I would love to talk to and just you know blab just blab yeah <laughs> tell me your yeah. story well, like, maybe maybe we can get her on this podcast yes absolutely <laughs> we definitely set that up yeah let's do it anyway Lainey, listen uh, I gotta thank you for taking time especially on your day off to come on and chat with us this has been absolutely awesome of course thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure talking yeah, to you absolutely all the best this season with the Aztecs and, and of course with AU I'll definitely be cheering you on from north of the border <laughs> thank you so much all right take care Lainey all right you too I read the rules before I broke them I broke the chains before they choked me out uh, Now I pay close attention yeah. Really learned the code uh-uh. I learned to read the map before bounce, I hit bounce. the road Hey yo, I know you never heard this before yeah. But I'd rather lose a fight than miss the war And I ain't wishing competition or fishing for it I'm just living in a system, conditions are poor I've been lost in the rhythm and misinformed Too many late nights hitting the liquor store Too many bad decisions, half-ass attempts No sweat, no fear, no blood, no tears I go hard, and I ain't making up no excuse I'm overdue, I don't do what I'm supposed to do Cause if you think about it, man, we're supposed to lose It ain't all picture-perfect ocean views No, I was a first-class rookie Taking out bullies in my all-black hoodie Man, a mystery, you know the history Get it or forget it, cause poof, I'm out of here I read the rules before I broke up I've been real low yeah. I've been beaten and broken But I healed though So many ups and downs Roughed up and clown We all got problems But we deal though I'm trying to do better now Find my inner peace Learn my art form And find my energy When my back's on the wall I don't freeze up Now I find my inner strength Then I re-up Here we go I know i never been the smartest The wisest But I realize what it takes Never dwell in the dark Cause the sun always rises But gotta make it to the next day It's a feeling that you get In your lungs when you run But you're running out of air And your breath won't come